0: Every day on CBS Sports Radio You know what's every day? Most and Taz be picking away. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL to other college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever could try to go stop it.
1: To the most with you here on this Tuesday morning. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Let's hit out to you. You want to help? Yeah, we we'll to Portland.
2: Yeah. Yes, sir. Portland, Oregon. Talk to Tad. Listen on 7.50 a.m. Uh, Tad, you're on. Tad, you're on with Taz and the Moose. What's going on?
1: What's up, Tad? Hey, guys.
2: How are you guys doing this morning? Good morning. What's going on, man?
0: So I wanted, I wanted to bring up – you guys were talking about the Redskins and the yeah. coach and yeah, yeah. Bringing, bringing up, you know, college coaches. But what about reaching out to Mike McCarthy?
2: Yeah, that's I mean, another he's name. Still, that's he's an still ex- unemployed. That's an experienced, uh, experienced guy who's won. Yep. Yeah, that's the I didn't think of him. Yes,
1: yeah. and that's... McCarthy would be a good name to throw out there. I so mean, so who
2: he... a Redskins fan? You'd be happy with that?
1: Yeah, I would be happy with that. But like I mentioned yesterday, I'd like to see Bruce Allen get out there, get out of there. You um, want to fire the president of I the do. team? That's hard to get done. I mean... Well, I'm not looking for the owner. There are Redskins fans that want the owner gone. <laughs> I'm not looking. At, I'm not, I agree with you. <laughs> I, I understand, but that's the frustrating level here, Taz. Is that you look at it? Is is that the, the, you know the, a lot of Redskin fans hate the owner and Daniel Snyder, and, and and it all starts with him. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not looking for an absolute miracle here. They're not going to force Snyder out of the building and force him to sell the team. He's not going anywhere. I would like Bruce Allen to go, or at least have his. You know, he wants to stick around. At least have his influence taken away. You know, Jay Gruden was asked. I uh, had an interview with ESPN and, uh, you know, talked about, you know, the very fact said he thoroughly enjoyed his time down in Washington. And, uh, you know, very he said it's a good staff. He hopes they turn around over the final 11 games of the year. Um, also said that, you know, he feels bad because he wished the injuries didn't play as big of a role. And he also wished that he had a little bit more of last say in terms of player personnel when it comes to draft and free agency. Now, uh, and I uh, wish I was six three when I was nineteen. <laughs> I would have played D one football. Right now, uh, <laughs> right, and 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 I get it from a Gruden perspective. I don't think he's a particularly good head coach, but I also think the the Redskins need better personnel guys. Uh, you know, the right. you know, Charlie Kessler yesterday on the NFL Network saying how talented the Redskins are. I mean, are we serious here? Are you, oh, he's a are knucklehead, that guy. I mean, he's are you watching the team play? And how about Bruce Allen saying yesterday, Taz, saying that they're not going to trade Trent Williams. Oh yeah. Dude. I mean, what are you holding out hope for? He doesn't uh,
2: want to play for your franchise. Train him. You got to train him. He's, the Jets, di- the value Pats. In that guy. He's a hell of a tackle. Yeah, Gary. He wants to go. Uh, go get t- something for him. Tad, I got a question for you, dude. What? Yeah. So, like, okay, um, you're not are you a Redskins fan. Or you're not a Redskins fan. No, I'm. I'm not a Redskins fan. Okay, let's God just, bless you, Tad. Yeah, good for you. Let's <laughs> bet- <laughs> let's pretend you are. If you yeah. were a, Re- a okay. Redskins fan, I ask you instead of Moose. Would you rather have Mike McCarthy or uh, or, or or Josh McDaniels?
0: Probably Mike McCarthy, just because he's got the experience, he's an old dog. I mm. think he could bring new life to that franchise.
2: Okay, okay, and he, he works pretty well with quarterbacks, is well McDaniel's. Tad, we appreciate the call. Yeah,
1: um, I, that's. I mean, I don't. Do you think Moose on uh, McDaniel's? Whatever, well, I, I would I, take McDaniel's. You know why well, I would take McDaniel's because him and Riddick are a partnership. Mm. Lewis Riddick on ESPN. Lewis Riddick, yeah, that, he that would, would come in, then, right? You right, and Riddick has familiarity with the Skins franchise uh, because he used to be. I don't know if it was play, college scouting or player personality he had a he had a title with the skins I forget what the exact title was right. but he was with Washington i believe for two or three years okay um and last year taz the the going thing with with mcdaniels was uh that him and Riddick were kind of you know. Hook, line, and sinker. That if we, you know, if you hired Riddick, he was going to hire McDaniel's. If you hired McDaniel's, he wanted Riddick to come with him. So I don't know if that's still the case now, but it was last off season. I would take Lewis Riddick um, as the guy that's running the personnel department with Josh McDaniel's. Yeah, I would take that tandem. And, yeah, that you know, minimize soft. Bruce Allen. I would. That I would, would love that. What do you got? Uh, pro scout and director of pro personnel. There that's you go. what he
2: was with the yes. with the Redskins. With the skins. How
1: many years, Mike? Does it say? So he was a pro scout from 2001 to 2004, and then from 2005 to 2007 was the director of pro personnel. Ah, so he's, he, played his, he paid his penance he's six
2: I got years in hell. I just got to say this right here. You, Mike Bussegna, you are a speed demon producer for two years. The way you grab information, you and your team, it's awe-inspiring.
1: Yeah, I, I know how to use Google. <laughs> okay, well <done>. I'm just <laughs> trying to put you over.
2: Thanks for that. <laughs> well, especially on that dinosaur computer they have here for you. You know, That's a fair point. A yeah. dinosaur, like a it's, a it's a relic. Okay, well done, Mike. Happy Tuesday. Thank there you, you yeah, go. What a skill.
0: Very
1: nice. Here we go. Here's the pigskin pileup. It's now time for the pigskin pileup. Taz and Lou circle the wagons around the NFL. They, uh, We certainly do, Taz. Uh, a couple hits. Number one is uh, to New York, and let's talk about the Jets first and foremost. Sam Darnold, uh, they're hopeful that he'll be able to give it a go. Adam Gates and the Jets will, uh, are hopeful that he'll give it a go against the Cowboys this week. It's a late game out at MetLife Stadium. Uh, Sam Darnold will visit with doctors today to see where that spleen is. Uh, Sam Darnold was on local radio in New York saying he's feeling good and hopeful that he'll be able to play this week. Listen, the Jets, statistically speaking, for yardage, are the worst offense in the National Football League. Uh, Luke Falk has really struggled. Adam Gaze has really struggled putting a game, a game uh, together, a game plan, Taz, uh, to try and make that offense somewhat coherent, I would say, on an NFL level. Uh, where he's now taking a lot of criticism, but they're hopeful that maybe the former USC star will be back under center this week when they take on the Cowboys. Well, hopefully,
2: I mean, for the Jets and their fans, and, and um, you know, we've talked a lot about the mono situation. It's a very serious thing. So, I mean, it's smart that they're taking the time. You have to. You have to wait for that spleen to come down and make sure he's safe so, God forbid, he don't take a bad hit in the middle of his body and he, he, he could die. I mean, that's, you know, we know, yeah. we know how, how serious this is. Jets are in trouble. I mean, the Jets are sitting home four, right? Home four. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. And they're a home dog, eight and a half. I'm looking right here against the Cowboys. So, the Cowboys, they're looking for that win, man, after what happened last week. So, yeah. uh, Yeah, if Sam Donald's Donald's back, I mean, I don't even know how much it's going to help them. To be honest, how rusty he's going to be. So... You no, know, he hasn't played. Well, he hasn't been hit.
1: Yeah, no, he hasn't. You're right. I mean, they'll look a lot better because at least he's... Oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, yeah. But is it, is it all of a sudden now they're going to be a relevant team? No, I agree with you there. But I it, saw it's good to, be to see him number sorry. 14 back under center.
2: I saw a... Uh, uh, I can't remember who it was. Somebody I follow. Uh, old friend of mine. I can't remember who it was. I worked in WWE with him. Big Jet fan, right? Right. So I wasn't watching the Jet game. I was obviously watching the Bills game on Sunday. And I guess started the game Lev Bell had a big run or he had a really good run I'm assuming I didn't I didn't see the first half of the jet game but and he tweets out like right right when the game starts Like, man Le'Veon Bell is just so damn good man unreal And I'm thinking why why don't don't tweet stuff like that in the first quarter never tweet nothing I've had people talk smack to me about the Bills losing at halftime and then I sit and I wait you, and then when we get the victory, I pound you social media-wise. You don't tweet until the game's over. You don't say nothing. Don't put nobody over. Leave it alone. <laughs> I stay off Twitter during the games. Off.
1: Yeah. And that's an example, right? Exactly. And what else does he have to go on, though? That's pretty much it. I think he thought they were going to win the game. Oh, I God. think. I'm assuming that. And then I would question what he was drinking in the morning.
2: Well, yeah. He does drink, too. I'm not. I'm for like,
1: WWE. He drinks a lot, actually. 15. I mean, there are 15-point dogs. I mean, he's got, Taz, you know, it, he's got something. He, he needs something to be happy about. At least he's got Le'Veon Bell, right? I
2: remember who it is now. Yes. I can't say I don't want to say his name because he's actually done some work here at WFAN. That's another okay. story. Not on-air stuff. Another story. But yeah. It was like, oh, how good is Le'Veon Bell? Tweets <laughs> that out. I'm like, dude.
1: Stop it. Uh, Staying in New York uh, with the Giants, uh, if uh, former Oklahoma star Sterling Shepard suffered another concussion for him, uh, he's going to be out a while. Uh, It's his second concussion that he suffered early on here in 2019. Uh, If you saw the play, it was going down the left sideline against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, The ball falls incomplete. Uh, the defensive back falls right on top of him. His helmet comes dislodged. He has a dazed look on his face, Taz. And, and for him uh, to have now a concussion as quickly as he did after the first one, the Giants yesterday came out and said it's going to be a while until you see Sterling Shepard back on the football field. And it's scary because, you know, Jordan Reed's career down in Washington with the Redskins, a talented tight end, his career might be over. There have been other guys. And now to have, you know, back-to-back concussions like Shepard's had, uh, we'll see when he gets back on the football field.
2: Yeah, horrible uh, for a young guy like that. That happens, and hopefully, he's not, hopefully it's not too long. Hopefully he's going to be okay. I mean, that's the main thing. I mean, because this, this, this is uh, the way things happen now with, with head injuries and stuff like that. Even though the NFL is trying to do a much better job and refs are much more, you know, on top of things. And and you see guys now making um, – you'll see defensive back safeties coming up full speed, making really good clean tackles, like putting a shoulder into the yep. guy's hip. You Know on a guy's ribs, and that's how you're taught when you first learn how to play football, you're taught to tackle that way with your head up, keep your head up, pull your neck, and, and drive your shoulder through the person's midsection. That's how you're taught to tackle. You know, there's you never I was never taught to use my helmet on my head, uh, even years ago, but you know, it, it ends up that's where you, you know we've seen over years putting guys out, but you don't see that as much anymore. But this was a different situation, as you said, with Shepard, how. Actually, he fell on his head. Yeah, he fell left. on yeah. him. It
1: wasn't, it wasn't a kind of uh, a targeting yeah, or anything yeah. like that. It was just uh, kind of the play going down and the full weight of the defensive back going right on top of his head, driving his head into the turf out at MetLife Stadium. So, hopefully, he's able to get back on the football field. Hopefully, he's okay. Speaking of, thank God he's okay. How about Mason Rudolph? Taz, uh, you know, one of the scarier injuries you'll see is he got knocked out cold in the Steelers-Ravens game on Sunday. He was able to go home, sleep at home on Sunday night. He was back at the Steelers practice facility yesterday. He is in the concussion protocol. So for Mason Rudolph, we'll see when he's back under center for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I would imagine it's going to be a little while here.
2: Yeah, I, you know, obviously you can't rush I, this. Yeah, you, you can't know.
1: rush. And I, listen, I'm not going to tell you. I know. I'm not. I'm not reading the. You know. But yeah. I mean, to, for a guy to look and and get knocked out cold the way he did, I'd have a hard time thinking he's lining up and playing football this week. I uh,
2: I know. And and listen, I watched him walk for the field, like I said yesterday, I've been knocked out cold, and and more than once. And it's it's. And then when you come through, it you can't explain how you feel. You just feel lifeless. You feel like you, you kind of you, you're alive. You know, your eyes are open. You see people. But you just can't, you can't walk. You have no power. You have no strength. And watched him like that, I'm like, wow, I, I, I know that feeling. And then he's a young guy who's in the collision business at a high, high speed. And I'm with you. I think he's going to be out for quite some time. Uh, and, and protocol and the
1: that Yeah, we touched upon it yesterday, Taz. How about the National Football League coming out and saying, you know, Mason Rudolph was fine to walk off the field, right? So they had the two carts, uh, you know, two, right. you know, medical carts on each sideline for each respective team in every NFL game. You know, as as Bogus articulated yesterday, driver error led the Steelers one to kind of be not couldn't use, right? They were pushing it off the field. They did not bring the one from the Ravens sideline over, and they helped uh, basically, you know, carry the weight of Mason Rudolph as he gingerly walked off the field, if you want to say that. And the NFL defending it, him itself yesterday, saying he was okay to be to walk off the field. I don't know how you look at that video, and you say to yourself, "How is Mason Rudolph okay to walk well, yeah, off?" The he field? wasn't
2: okay to walk off the field. I, Joey Porter's got to basically hold you up. And that's what he was doing. Yes. To get him off the field. Dude. Nah, he, he was in bad shape. They should have put that. up. Why did they grab the other call from the other sideline?
1: Like, I, I don't. I problem? did not hear the rationale of the reason why. They decided not. that. Well, they made the decision. Oh, that's right. Boger said yesterday they made the decision that he was okay to walk off the field. They, they, I guess they made that decision on the field. I mean, I know. I understand. That doesn't make any of, sense. No, it makes
2: no sense at all. I know a lot of times players will say, I, I'm good. I can walk off the field. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But, you know, the trainers and doctors and all, day. they're going to say, no, no, you're not good, but just chill out. We're going to get you off the field. You know, I don't know, man. That—that that, It's just the NFL trying to protect their ass. I mean, it's that simple. You know that. I mean, yep. that's what it is. I mean, it's, it's messed up, though. Well, that, it is. You know,
1: it is. You're right about that. And what about talking about being a little messed up, and I guess it's just a sign of the times in the National Football League. Up to New England we go. Ben Watson. Uh, you know, 37, 38 years of age, has been around the NFL for a long time, was originally a draft choice coming out of Georgia uh, by the New England Patriots. Was signed, came out of retirement. Remember last year was his going to be final year with the Saints? Right. You know, and then suffered that injury, was not able to play, I believe, in the NFC Championship game. Um, he comes out of retirement, signs with the New England Patriots after the Gronkowski injury. He gets hit with a four game, I believe it was a PED suspension. Um, so as he's serving that four-game PED suspension, uh, Ryan Izzo and Matt LaCosse for the New England Patriots play and play well. And one of them, I believe, it was Izzo caught a touchdown pass this past week against the Washington Redskins. So he was available to come off the you know after, you know you know serve that four-game suspension was was set ready to you know be activated. The Patriots released Ben Watson yesterday. Yeah, he great. thanked the Patriots organization. You know, I'm sure he was he was disappointed that he got cut. Belichick basically said they didn't have a roster spot for him, and he was happy where the tight end position is right now. Oh, that's so that's it for Ben Watson, tough man. We'll see if it maybe lands with another NFL team, or maybe that's it for Ben Watson in the National Football you League.
2: You know, you know, you think that there's there's loyalty to these players, and that's why, you know, when people, men and women that do what we sit here and do and talk about sports, you know, and get on athletes when athletes get get selfish or they want to make as much money or they're just they, they act a little bit like uh, standoffish or disgruntled towards ownership or towards the media or towards whatever it's because of stuff like this that you're just a number you're just a number and and, and that's it it's it they are in you know, who's up next basically that's the business you know uh next in line let's go ben watson's not getting it done for us uh that's it next no matter what he's done in the past for us Thank you. We appreciate it, man. We'll give you a handshake and a hug. See you later. That, that's, that's the business this is. I mean, and sometimes we get, conf- we get a little cloudy, but that's, that's why a lot of times players got a massive chip on their shoulder with everybody. Because they know they're just they're just they're just a number, well, so I they got to make as much money as they can as fast as possible.
1: Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, you are. Um, and uh, for Watson, you heard one teammate after another up there in Foxborough speak glowingly of him as a man, as a leader. He's a father of seven children. Uh, certainly a guy that's well thought of, well spoken away from the football field as well. We'll see if he lands someplace else. The Buffalo Bills have traded a second round draft choice. Zay Jones yes. is on his way to the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Look
2: good going, Zay. We'll see. Well, there he we'll
1: goes. Go. So he gets traded to the Oakland Raiders. The Buffalo Bills get a, was it a fifth-round draft choice, I believe, in 2021. Uh, 20, yeah uh, 2021, yeah. Do the Buffalo Bills get. Now Jones led the Bills in receiving in every major category 2018 with the additions of John Brown Beasley this year. Jones what? has struggled a little bit in that offense, and the Raiders are looking to see if maybe they can uh, – you know, Maybe they can rejuvenate Zay Jones, the former East Carolina star out there in Oakland.
2: Well, I think it's a, a really good move for the Raiders to get Zay Jones. I think it's a really good move for the Bills not to have Zay Jones. I wish we would have got a pick in 2020, not 2021. Um, i got to tell you, I've watched Zay Jones as a Bills fan, obviously. I've watched him play a whole bunch. And um, the problem with him, he's just extremely inconsistent. Extremely, extremely inconsistent. He just, just... Since the beginning of last year, to me, watching, him, I know his stats are pretty good um, in the past, but like like this year, he's not existent. He really is. I mean, John Brown's the guy. Yeah, you know that's the guy. He's been I mean, good. He, he, that's right. And 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 so it's like Zay Jones just kind of like has faded away as an offensive weapon. Um, I don't know if it's just because maybe a lot of these DCs have figured him out, or or his where he runs his route tree and whatnot, but he's just not. You know, he's just not uh, – he was no impact. He had no impact at all. No. Uh,
1: at all. For, no, and, and, you know. and I, I give the Bills credit. Rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah. When you realize the player's not working for you and what you're doing right now. And this could be good and, for him. Yeah, and I agree with you. With David Carr and, and, and yeah. Gruden. You know? Well, you know this. I mean, Gruden wants to throw the ball deep. Yeah. And um, so maybe Zay, June, Zay Jones is able to rejuvenate himself and find himself once again. He's still very, very young. Remember, second-round draft choice in 2017. Final I hope stop. he does. As in Cincinnati, AJ Green, last one, AJ Green for you, uh, who is uh, who two months ago had ankle surgery. Remember we talked about that. Yeah, playing on the what was it, Dayton? Remember they were celebrating the hundred. The bad turf, the bad turf. Suffers the ankle injury, has ankle surgery. We're criticizing the NFL at the time. Now we know the Cincinnati Bengals are a rudderless ship right now. They're not going anywhere. Don't expect AJ Green to be back this week. He will not be back this week. He'll be uh, he'll miss another week for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, as Zach Taylor said yesterday, uh, if you can't go 100% in practice, um, then you're not going to be able to play. So, paraphrasing a little bit there, uh, we'll see when AJ Green does return. But what's the point? I mean, there's no need to rush him back no. into the lineup. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals are dreadful. Yeah, if, if you're if you're AJ Green, you're not like I got to get going i got to get on that it's field. like, break my other ankle. Yeah.
2: He's like, yeah, really?
0: He's, he's like, I got mono. I just got hey, no. mono. Yeah.
2: I, I, he's like, I got the Sandy Sam Reynolds, Right. I got exactly. Right.
1: Uh, uh, my sp- my yeah, spleen that's- blew up. Jeez. Uh, there you have it. That's your uh, pigskin pile up here on this Tuesday morning. Well will mix a little baseball because he had a quadruple header of action yesterday. Uh, four MLB games yesterday, only one team advances. We'll get into that next. It's Taz and the Moose with you, CBS Sports Radio.
2: It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. This is Major League Baseball legend Frank Thomas. You're listening to Taz and Moose on the CBS Sports Radio.
1: All right, Sunday, NFL on CBS Doubleheader with many of you seeing two of the most dynamic young quarterbacks in the game airing it out when Mahomes and the Chiefs welcome Watson and the Texans followed by the Cowboys visiting the Jets. It all begins with JB and the guys getting you focused for football on the NFL today at noon Eastern. Nine Pacific only on CBS. We'll mix a little baseball into the conversation here momentarily. Bogus is in the house. What's up, Andrew? Moose and
0: Taz, Taz and Moose. The oh, cleat, so. there he is. The Cleveland Browns straight stink right now. Mayfield's got the snap.
1: Third down and goal. He fires at the end zone, and it's out of the hands and tipped off and picked off by Kwan Williams. He's to the 15 and the 20. He's to the 30-35. He's to the 40-45. And in midfield, down the field, J.C. Treder
0: got him. Jim Donovan on Browns Radio. Two picks, one loss fumble for Baker Mayfield. He completed just eight passes, only two of them to Odell Beckham Jr., all while the Niners ran for 275 yards and two touchdowns. Jimmy Garoppolo throwing for two more put it all together, and the Niners won 31-3 in Santa Clara on Monday Night Football. Jimmy G's team is 4-0, its best start since 1990. It's a good start, it's really all it is. So, four games isn't going to get you much in this league, but it's a good start. And, uh, you know, I think we have a good mindset in that locker room, just taking it one game at a time and just taking it. Yeah, one step at a time. Does anybody have another cliche? Uh, I'm sure we could find one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Had the Giants actually practiced yesterday, Saquon Barkley would have been on the field a little bit. It was just a walkthrough, though, as Big Blue began prepping for Thursday night in New England. Head coach Pat Shermer says Barkley could return from his high ankle sprain. The Titans cut kicker Cairo Santos yesterday after three misses and one blocked field goal in Sunday's home loss to the Bills, the Yankees are moving on. A five-one win in Minnesota. Free. Cody Parkey has a new job. That is true, Cody Parky. Yes, that Cody is Cody Parky was signed by the sentence Tigers. two of that story. Correct. My bad. Signed and on a flight. Five-one uh, win in Minnesota. A three-game sweep of the Twins. They have lost sixteen consecutive playoff games, joining the nineteen seventy-five through seventy-nine Blackhawks for the worst such postseason streak in our four major pro leagues. The Rays forcing a game four with Houston tonight. They won 10-3 yesterday. The ALCS against the Yankees begins on Saturday. The Nationals stayed alive yesterday, 6-1 over the Dodgers in D.C. And the Cardinals topped the Braves 5-4 and 10, fifth and final game in both series tomorrow. The NBA far from done, dealing with Chinese backlash to Rockets GM Daryl Morey tweeting his support for Hong Kong protesters last week. Commissioner Adam Silver issued another statement early this morning. Silver acknowledging the confusion created by yesterday's statement. He does indeed support Maury's freedom of expression. Quote, "The the NBA will not put itself in a position of regulating what players, employees, and team owners say or will not say on these issues. We simply could not operate that way. But silver adds that such words have major consequences, like what, what, like what he's dealing with right now. NBA games have been dropped from Chinese TV, and upcoming G League games in the country have been canceled. Now it's getting serious. If we're not letting the people of Asia see the, you know, the the main Red Claws and somebody else from the G League play. And everyone loses in this. City. Well, for
1: the Rockets, it's a huge financial hit. I mean, their association now with the Chinese basketball. So, this you know, the Chinese basketball association over there now ceases to exist, and they're looking. At, the Rockets are the most popular
0: team in China right. uh, after drafting Yao Ming. They're going to scrub Yao Ming's Rockets history from his, like, Chinese Wikipedia page. Yeah,
1: I mean, and and people are raising (laughs) eyebrows saying, well, you know, you have freedom. And that's why you get the clarity here from Silver this morning because of after what transpired yesterday, because guys can say whatever the hell they want as long as it doesn't affect the bottom line. Once it affects the pocketbook, then all of a sudden the NBA's got an issue
0: with it. Yeah. Uh, back here in the States, Zion William- Oh, by the way, those Rockets are playing right now in the safety of Tokyo. Uh, they're taking on the Raptors. They lead 85-77 in the third quarter. Now, back here in the States last night, Zion Williamson made his unofficial Pelicans debut in Atlanta.
2: It was a lot of fun. Uh, first uh, NBA game it wasn't cycle County as the record, but it's the first one of hopefully many. And I'm glad I can get that one under my belt.
0: Zion posted 16 points and seven boards in a 133 109 victory. LSU head coach at Orgeron, hopeful that linebacker Michael Divinity and D lineman Richard Lawrence play in Saturday's showdown with Florida. Gators QB Kyle Trask says his sprained knee from Saturday is feeling much better. And on ice last night, the Blue Jackets outlasted the Sabres 4 3 in overtime for their first win of the new season, and St. Louis won in Toronto. Three two guys. All right, uh, thank you, Andrew. As uh, Bogus ran through all the baseball scores
1: there, Taz yesterday, he had four games. I mean, games got going at one o'clock. Uh, the Yankees and uh, Yankees and Twins game ended about uh, twelve forty-five in the morning, East Coast time. Yeah, uh, was a uh, game that lasted a tad over four hours, which is kind of customary for Yankee baseball in the postseason, but. Uh, it, really a great day of baseball. Give the Rays credit, and give the Rays fan a lot of credit too. Taz, they had a good crowd down at the trop yesterday. I know. Uh, you know, I poked fun at it. Uh, you know, they they took the tarps off the upper deck. They weren't completely filled. I mean, uh, but there was enough of an interest in that game for them to take the tarps off the upper deck that people were actually going to go up there and watch a little baseball. They knocked around Zach Ranky, They put you know they they twelve <laughs> hits. They scored ten runs. They win that game going away. They stave off elimination. And then they forced the Houston Astros to roll Verlander back on short rest in Game Four tonight. Yeah, I didn't, ex- I didn't expect that. I didn't expect them. They had a big
2: four, uh, fourth inning where they put up four, you know, on the Astros. <clears throat> I didn't expect it, and and I, I, I didn't, especially a, a beating like that, ten to three. But yeah, they showed up, and their fans showed up. So, so good for Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, and Granky, uh, his struggles in the postseason do continue a little bit. He's not been that big game pitcher. Um, you know, Verlander has Garrett Cole up until his last start, pretty much has not been. Uh, But uh, we know how brilliant Cole was this year in his free agency year. We'll see if the Rays do you think the Rays could force a, fi- a game five down in Houston, or do you think it ends tonight with Verlander on the mound? It seven oh seven tonight. ends tonight, ends tonight. Yeah, no. I agree with you. I, I said think, that
2: yesterday, but I think, <laughs> I, think no, it ends I know. No, I know. I'm with you. I thought
1: the Astros were going to sweep as well, so yeah. I was dead wrong. I thought Granke would pitch a lot better. And Charlie yeah. Morton, after giving up the initial home run on the first batter, right. uh, Altuve hits a home run to straightaway center field. He said, All right, well, if you got the strows. Mm. You know you're you, you know you're flying early on in that game, yep, and then yep. all of a sudden you saw Greinke absolutely explode or implode, I should say, on the mound, uh, and the Rays win that game going away. How about the Cardinals coming back and beating the Atlanta Braves? And what was I thought uh, the best game of the day? I agree. Uh, Cardinals I agree. Braves out Real in St. Game. Louis. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, the St. Louis baseball fan is a great fan. Sure, they no really doubt. are. No I mean, they, uh, they there's no doubt the you know the sea of red. The back-and-forth nature of that game, though, Tez. you know, you you get the Cardinals leading, you get the Albies' home run to give the Braves the lead, then you get the uh, Yadier Molina over the outstretched glove of Freddie Freeman, which allows the the game-tying run to score, and then you get the sack fly by Yadier Molina in the 10th for the victory for the St. Louis Cardinals as they force a Game 5 down in Atlanta, on uh, Wednesday,
2: yeah, Molina played great. Was clutch for sure. Yeah, big victory for the Cards with that five four uh, victory for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Th- 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 I watched the bulk of this game. It was definitely I, for me. Yes, it definitely I the it was best a great game. game. Yeah,
1: me too. I I, I loved it. I loved that. It was great. It was a lot of fun watching the game. And Taz, you're a huge baseball fan, as I am, right? I love Yadier Molina. Yeah, I do too. It's, uh, his energy. It's just he brings it, man. He does. It. I love him. Well, you know what he else he is. You're right about the energy. He's a smart baseball player. But, you know, there was a a phrase you used to, you know, think about. It doesn't get thrown around all that much now when you think of baseball players. I look at Yadier Molina as being a gamer. Yeah. Um, And what I mean by that is a guy that the situation's never too big for him. You know, kind of a little bit of an old-school kind of throwback. He's wearing the backwards cap underneath the helmet, uh, you know, behind home plate. Old-school. He's a smart guy. You know, he calls a great game. He's a clutch. He's a guy that when he comes up in a big spot, task, you have every confidence in the world that even he's going to give you a great at-bat. He might not be – he's never going to be successful 100% of the time, but he's going to give you a great at-bat. He's a future Hall of Famer. I don't think I've seen – now there have been you know, Piazza was an unbelievable hitter. Yeah. Was not a great defensive player. There have been guys that have been great hitter. I'm talking about a better all around overall catcher mm. when you look when you take everything, controlling the running game, calling a game, framing pitches. I don't know if I've ever seen a better catcher than Yadier Molina in my lifetime. And I didn't see Johnny Bench in his prime. I'm talking about in my lifetime. I don't think I've seen a better catcher than Yadier well, Molina. Well, I, I remember Johnny Bench. I'm a
2: little bit older, and he was amazing. Yes. I mean, he was and, – and Thurman Munson. I mean – Munson was, was great, too. He was amazing, you know, for those that don't know of the Yankees. But he was great, too. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would put Molina in that world for sure. Um, Oh, but what's name had a great game too? Ozuna, he had two ribbies. He had a great two game for five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah it's he gonna be fun down in
1: Atlanta, Game Five on Wednesday. That's yes. gonna be a good one. Yes. Uh, and it's been a very, very entertaining series as the Nats get on that airplane and head out west has for a Game Five out in Los Angeles. Max Scherzer delivers for the Washington Nationals going into it in elimination games before his start. You know, late yesterday afternoon on the East Coast. Uh, or early evening, I should say. Um, He had a 5.93 ERA in games that he started in elimination games. Not great. No. Yesterday, he delivered for the Washington Nationals as they beat the Dodgers 6-1. Scherzer was very, very good. Uh, the rain falling sporadically throughout the course of the game as well as uh, the Nats Force a uh, decided game five. And how about that pitching matchup out there in L.A.? Beautiful scene. Walker Bueller, Steven Strasburg in a game five out in L.A.
2: Great stuff. No, no doubt. It's going to be awesome. But I'll tell you, I w- I'm pulling for the Dodgers, as you know, and, yeah. and I was bummed out, man. I'm watching this game, and I'm like, and Here I am. I go on the radio and I rip the national fans saying they don't know what they are. They don't know if they're from Baltimore, they don't know if they're from Delaware, they're from Jersey, they're from DC, but yet they all showed up no matter where the hell they're from. And they were loud, especially in that fifth inning when the Nats put up, five, uh, put up four runs. And I'm like, oh, damn. And we just couldn't catch a break. We see, I'm talking like that. I'm, I'm a diehard Dodger. I mean, you are Mr. Dodger. Now. I know. <laughs> we, I wow, time. we.
0: You Mr. you you'd never think you were a Mets oh, fan. My
2: God, I know. I mean, my God, <laughs> I moved on.
1: Wow, geez, yeah, just I just. I understand. The so the soon year. you'll be. Soon you'll be getting care packages from the Dodgers and <laughs> wearing LA gear, and then you get to the late game out in Minnesota, and um, you know, Taz, the Yankees just own the Twins. Uh, oh, yeah. There's no other way to put it. You can look at it. The amount of play straight. You know. They've won, what, 14, 13, 14 straight playoff games against the Minnesota Twins, and the players have changed, as we discussed yesterday. They beat Minnesota last night 5-1. to one. Um, You know, Luis Severino was good for his four innings of work. He threw 82 pitches. He worked out of a bases-loaded, nobody-out jam when the Yankees were leading that game early, one nothing. That was kind of really, I think that was the second inning when that, when that uh, situation transpired. Worked out of that, didn't give up a run, and that was kind of the stiffest test. Then you get into that bullpen, and... You know, the Twins offensively, Taz, for a team that hit the amount of home runs that they hit, I mean, they get outscored in this series 23-7. to 7. Mm. Think about that. They get and outscored. You
2: not know, talking about the Yankees, it's not like the Yanks have the greatest starting, starting pitches either. No. You know? So, it's crazy. They, you said it at the top of your commentary on this. The Yanks own Minnesota. They and they and they're dunsky sweep Jones.
1: They do, and I'm, and the Minnesota Twin fans gotta be frustrated. They gotta be, come on. I know. Can we get any other team in the divisional round but the Yankees? Yeah. Can we see somebody else? Give us yeah, I mean we'll take the Astros for crying out loud. Give us somebody else. Somebody else yeah. Why do we have to always get eliminated by the Yankees? Why do we need to see the Yankees celebrating you know, at our failure, you know the champagne, the bud, and everything like that. Why do we need to see that and and enjoying themselves and celebrating out there in Minnesota last night as they advanced the American League Championship Series? And I could get that frustration from Minnesota, and it's going to be a tough offseason. Um, you know, first hundred win team uh, to get swept in the divisional round. There have been hundred win teams that have been swept in the World Series, have been swept in the Championship Series. So it's a little bit of a tricky stat to throw out there. First time it's happened in the divisional round.
2: Right. So now the Yanks, they sit in a spot. The Bronx Bombers see what happens with Tampa Bay and Houston. And uh, they're going to face whoever wins this thing. So, I mean, I'm still thinking it's going to be Houston. I I understand what happened yesterday in Tampa Bay. Maybe it's the
1: Yankees here. uh,
2: I I think they're going. (laughs) I think they're going to the World Series. I do. I think they're going. They're going to the World Series. Because that Houston game yesterday, that was a – I was real surprised what happened, Tampa Bay. I, you know, you can't – postseason baseball, right? You've got to have momentum. You've got to ride that momentum. You can't go and let a team that you're better than, you know, outscore you 10-3, to 3. No. 12 hits to
1: 7? No, you're right. Come on. No, you can't you, do that. Well, You've got to make
2: a statement like the Yankees did.
1: No, I agree with you. I, I, I don't disagree. And now, now you lean on Verlander, and Verlander's going to do something that he's never, ever done in the entirety of his Hall of Fame career, which is pitch on three days rest. He's never done it. Never done that. Never Never done it. Today or tonight, I should say, that game gets going at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, Verlander's going to do it tonight for the Astros as they look to uh, cut the Rays off at the knees, Taz, and get themselves to the ALCS. As if the, you know, if the Strohs win it, they'll have home field advantage. If the Rays win it and get to a game five and then win it down in Houston, the Yankees will have home field advantage. We'll find out, but the Bombers await. 855-212-4227. It's Taz, it's Moose on a Tuesday morning. We'll come back. Richard Sermon annoyed at Baker Mayfield. Who is it? We'll explain. Get into that next. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio.
2: This is Major League Baseball legend Mo Vaughn, and you're listening to Taz and Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports
1: Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Um, So Richard Sherman of the 49ers. Another one that uh, Adam to the list that uh, Baker Mayfield has ticked off because uh, uh, yesterday during the uh, pregame coin toss, uh, while Sherman was on the field representing the Niners amongst others, and Mayfield was on the field representing the Browns amongst others, uh, Mayfield refused to shake Richard Sherman's hand. So then Richard Sherman reciprocated by intercepting him.
2: Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, really. I mean, dude, you know what? It's like. What, what, who the frig are you, Baker Mayfield? Like this guy is this guy is a tremendous D back, intelligent guy, has had a great career and still rocking and rolling. Unbelievable in that Legion of Boom with the Seahawks, one of the main guys in that deal. <laughs> and now with the Niners, I mean, unless there's some personal things, is there a reason why he did this? Uh,
1: not that I know of, but it's it's not it, it's something that transpired with Mayfield before. Um, remember when he was at Oklahoma, they took on Kansas. It was on the road. He did the same nonsense That's right. he did, to the Kansas he did, I Jayhawks. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the yeah, Oklahoma Sooners yeah. Athletic Department had to apologize. Yeah. And they reprimanded him for it. So he did this in college before. Um, now he's doing it in the National Football League. Now, I don't know if he has done this earlier in the season. Like, I, I don't – I mean, I'm not watching coin tosses. So – I'm not exactly sure if Mayfield is doing this each and every week. Is he out there for the coin to toss each and every week? I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, but he did it last night, and he's done it before. And if I were uh, – I, I don't think there's anything, Taz, other than him not liking the 49ers or feeling like, oh, I don't yeah. need to shake your hand. And Richard Sherman's right. It's just such disrespect. you got to have respect for the game, respect for your fellow well, player. Yeah. As you were just saying, I mean, you're combatants on the field, no doubt. You both want to win the game. But it doesn't mean you don't have respect for the other guys on the other side trying to do their job as well. You're just trying to do your job better.
2: What Richard Sherman said, and I'll read the quote, respect the game, Sherman said. I'm reading this on Pro Football Talk, I think. Uh, You can have rivals, but pay your respects in that moment, especially when you're young. He hasn't earned anything in this league. How many games has he won? He's acting like... Uh, he was the MVP last year. I mean, and he's right. This is this is what Sherman's saying. So you know, you do that, you disrespect a veteran who's respected in the league like Richard yep. Sherman is. Okay, and 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 a highly intelligent. even to Stanford, right? Highly intelligent Correct. guy. It's well documented. Um, his brain power, and he's respected by his peers as a guy who's paid dues and been a winner in the league. And you don't shake this cat's hand. Are you a crazy, kid?
1: Yeah, I I don't, <laughs> Taz. I, I I totally agree. You, you I mean, gotta I, I, I got to be and, professional, you know. Well, and the one thing I would quibble about with what Sherman said, even if he even if he won a Super Bowl or was the MVP of the league or was doing right. what Patrick Mahomes is doing, there's no place for it. You could be the 53rd guy on the roster, yeah. or you could be the star quarterback. I mean, there's just no, no there's no place for that kind of behavior right. in the National Football League. It's poor sportsmanship. He talked about the respect angle. You know, he tried to quantify it, saying, "Well, you know, he hasn't done anything. Even if you did something, Taz, there's no place for it. No, you know, well, there, there really isn't. That's I true. mean, you know, so you don't have to. You don't have to quantify it. I, I just don't think there's any place for it. And, and good for Richard Sherman. And I'll tell you, Taz, you know, Mayfield, the way that he's conducted himself, you know, and he's Mister, you know, sponsor guy that's all over the place selling stuff left and right. He continues to act in, in this way in shape and form and be this kind of device. I don't know how many people are going to be clamoring saying, I want this guy to represent my product. No, well, you
2: know why? Because he's being uh, outlandish. He's being, you know, he's being a tough guy, a badass, all that stuff. And the problem with that, he's not winning. Okay, so y- if you do all that stuff, you got to make sure you win. You got to yeah. make sure you play well. So Antonio Brown, before the complete implosion, all the stuff in, with the Steelers and all that stuff, he was a pain in the ass and all that stuff. But the guy was getting yards. The guy was calling touchdowns. The guy's the best receiver in the game. You know, Beckham was making these crazy catches for the Giants. He was annoying. He was uh, having sex with a, 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 what do you call it, a sideline, a net, a punting net, or whatever it was. Well, he whatever. proposed. Well, something like that. I knew it was it some was, kind of a relationship. There was no gyrations. Well, you get my point. Yes. But the thing is, at least he was making <laughs> catches. You know what I mean? Like, you got to play well. Baker, you're not playing good, and you're losing, and you're acting like a, a douche!
1: Stop! Yes, I agree with you. Don't disagree. Let's head. Uh, let's that. head out to South Carolina. It's Sam. It's uh, Taz and the Moose. What's up, Sammy? I uh, just listened to your comments
2: about Baker Mayfield, and I said for some
1: time, everybody
2: talks about how well the Cleveland Browns drafted. 2018, I think, is going to go down as one of the worst drafts in NFL history. They had the first and fourth pick, and and at the time, I said they should have taken Saquon Barkley at one. Then the Jets would have probably taken Dahl. They could have come back around and got Josh Allen at quarterback at four. Instead, they end up with uh, Denzel uh, Ward from Ohio and, State. And Baker yeah. Mayfield. And they get two undersized players that really aren't that good. I mean, would you rather have uh, Ward's a hell of a and, uh, player. But Sam, Sam, just so down. you know, Ward's Sam, Sam. A hell of a Ward is a tremendous cornerback. Like, he really is. I mean, you're, he's you're, a great player. you got to give him credit. He's a really good player. Thanks for coming. Um, so, the guy yeah. calls up and hangs up in my face. Okay, frig you.
1: How's that? Well, I don't all know right. why. I Happy mean, Tuesday. Ward. Or he could have. Yeah, you know, Ward's a. You can't come out and say. Why did he hang up in my face, bro? Why? I, do I don't know. He could. He was on a cell phone, so it might. The phone might have hit. Hang
2: up in my face, now, bro?
1: No, stop. I don't think he was hanging up in your face. But right. um, yeah, last night Ward was out of the game with a hamstring injury. But he's a hell of a player. I know. But I also don't think Taz that now all of a sudden I'm going to paint Baker Mayfield as a stiff. He's not a stiff. He he can play. Yeah. Right? You might not like his personality. He's not having a great year. He had a great season last year. Baker Mayfield can play. See, I that's where I think people kind of get crazy, Taz, where now all of a sudden people are gonna look at, well, Mayfield can't play. No, no, Mayfield can play. He's having a bad 2019 up until this point. He's gonna have to adjust. Kitchens are gonna have to adjust that offensive game plan. But I still think what we saw last year from Mayfield is more indicative of his talent level and what he can do in the National Football League. I do think he's going to be a really good quarterback. He's got some things he's got to work out, though. The
2: biggest problem, and you're right in everything you're saying, but the biggest problem is the simplest problem to fix. Shut your mouth. Stop acting like a tough guy. Who's going to tell him
1: that, though, Taz? His
2: coach should tell him that. Dorsey should tell him that. You know, his his kitchen's his buddy. You know, he should tell him that. Someone's got to tell him that because it's putting a spotlight. That type of stuff, not not shaking, uh, not getting an attitude with, with your former head coach when he's with the Bengals, you know, uh, 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 doing this with, with Richard Sherman. Um, you know, this these type of actions, the way he acts yeah. is putting more of a spotlight on him than he needs to have on him. You know, and always the shot with Rex Ryan. So let Rex Ryan take a hot take on you. Ignore it. Move on. Who I cares?
1: I totally agree. Now, do you think it's the coach, or do you think it has to be someone with his family? I would say it's someone in the inner circle, family.
2: I would think that you're making money. He's probably making, he's making a lot of. I don't know how much money he makes. He makes a lot of money. I mean, someone, whoever his boss is should tell
1: him, shut your mouth. I'm paying you. Shut we'll up. Come back. We got the three for you. Taz Booth, CBS Sports Radio.